Welcome to the Sextracurricular Podcast. This podcast covers the opinions and personal experiences of a married couple of over a decade, exploring the ethical, consensual, sexual non-monogamy lifestyle. This is an 18 plus adults only podcast as it contains explicit content and it is not meant to be taken as professional or legal advice. Please listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is James. And Mirage. And today we want to talk about a few different things. A few different things. Specifically how in the previous episodes mm-hmm. you talked about your relationship with porn. Yes. So now, if you haven't heard already, <laughs> in the previous episode we pushed queenmirage.com. Go we check it out. pushed you plugged and plugged and plugged and thank you. That's very sweet. Um to so now you're you're making adult making content. Adult yourself. content, yes. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's been a it's been a ride. Um before we start though, we're sorry for our longer absence. Um we've had a lot going on with our lives. We're going to be moving. Um I've been sick off and on for a while, so I apologize if I sound a little uh hoarse with my voice. Um bear with me. I'm staying hydrated. And uh yeah. Let's jump in, I guess. <laughs> so in the previous episodes, I think five and six. Yeah. You had mentioned that early on in your sort of adolescence you didn't you didn't really have a relationship with porn. No. And now you're like you're making it with me and yes. potential other creators, content creators, mm-hmm. as well as enjoying it with me whenever we're we have a free moment. Yes. And it's just very different than this new relationship that we have with porn now is 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 amazing. Yes. Um so I I think what's gonna be helpful to our listeners will be talking about how you went from having little to no experience with porn. Mm-hmm. And also not being okay with your husband watching porn mm-hmm. to where we, we are make now. it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, like you said, starting, I guess, when I was a, a, not a child, but um, yeah, like preteen, I think, was the first time I saw what would be called pornographic images um one of my friends in elementary school like broke into her big brother's computer and found a picture of a naked woman and in a promiscuous pose and i was like i don't this doesn't feel right um but that was like the first time i was like um this is new (laughs) and but I, I didn't really give it much thought, I don't think. Um I didn't I also didn't really masturbate. I, I don't think I masturbated at all until I was like seventeen or eighteen even. Um but I never sought out porn. My parents didn't talk to me about it. Um it just wasn't on my radar at all and I 
I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe as a, a teenage girl, I wasn't really thinking about how my hormones were making me feel, or maybe I just like didn't have a high sex drive or anything like that. And then, um, my high school boyfriend, my senior year, um, he at one point, well, first of all, it was not a healthy relationship with this guy and he, and you know, this James, he sexually assaulted me, uh, a number of times over the course of six months. And that's a, oh, oh, my brain just shut that part of my existence down. You know, there was no, I didn't want to think about sex in any capacity. Um, pleasurable or otherwise like I wasn't looking for anything like that he had mentioned wanting to watch porn um individually or together together mm -hmm. and I remember being like I'm that's not something I desire mm -hmm. um but I'm sure you know the the sexual trauma that I was experiencing was just kind of like it just clouds everything you can't not think about that um so anyway before this relationship though when i did masturbate it was to like the pussycat doll music videos on mtv or <laughs> whatever which that probably was a sign that i was uh, a little gay and that's great is that when you first noticed that you had bisexual tendencies um I don't think so. Because, well, I I think I knew before that that I was bisexual. Like I would have, I would have like, just like you have little crushes on people through school or whatever. Like some of them were girls and some of them were guys, and I didn't really think much about it because I, I don't know. I was a busy student. Like yeah. I liked school. I had a job. I um, had extracurricular activities. I was busy and I had a car and like I was responsible and I just like had a plan for my life and um, I just wasn't thinking about pursuing every crush that I had and I don't know. Um, but the first time that I masturbated was to women. <laughs> so, but I, when I did, I thought I I would like, take whatever um, outward sexuality that they were expressing in a music video, like the Pussycat Dolls or uh, a Girls Gone Wild commercial or something like that, and, like, project it onto myself. And so I, was, I wasn't really thinking about, like, each Pussycat Doll in the group doing whatever they were doing. It was more thinking about myself just enjoying enjoying the, the feeling of me possibly being a sexual mm -hmm. being and just like i was turned on by thinking about myself being sexy and that was a very far out of reach idea for me at the time because i mean my parents didn't talk about porn if you talked about like i don't know if i wore something more tighter on my body like my mother would say like you you look kind of sexy. Is that what you're going for? Type of like it was like something to be ashamed of that you had a shape. Um, 
which yeah. was funny because at the time I was kind of like, I was pretty slender, <laughs> so I didn't really have much of a shape. Um, but like, yeah, everything was just talked about in a hush hush way. And so the idea of like, no, you're a sexual being and you have this energy inside of you and there's nothing wrong with expressing it and however you want to, however you want to express it. That wasn't a thing. So for me to masturbate and like the, the sexiest thing I could think of at that moment was myself being in that type of space where I was safe. Um, but I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't consider that porn either. It, it's just, that was like the baby steps for me for just having a safe place to express feeling sexual in any way. Um, and so you had that as like your first time or one of your first times masturbating mm -hmm. and at the same time, first time watching promiscuous content to an extent, but not even fantasizing about you being with these people. It was more just you enjoying your sexual well-being yeah, learning about my body and being happy with it and knowing what buttons to push <laughs> to make me feel good, like mm -hmm. just the the anatomy part of it and yeah, get like getting to know myself mm -hmm. in a different way. Um but yeah, none of the like never crossed my mind in even other other guys that I had dated um in high school like you know, they would be handsy in a certain way. But, like, that just was not on my mind. I was never thinking about sex, that I wanted to have sex with anybody. Even the idea that other people wanted to have sex with me was, like, very odd to me. And it just wasn't a priority. So you didn't even feel that attraction to an extent? Like... I don't know if attraction is the right word, because I was attracted to people. Like, I would think a... Uh, a woman or a I mean like celebrity crushes mm -hmm. I had male female celebrity crushes um people at school I would have little crushes on and then I mean I would date guys but the idea of having sex with them at some point it was like I it probably wasn't on my mind because I wasn't sexually mature enough or emotionally mature enough to pursue anything like that um so I guess that would make sense why I wouldn't pursue porn then. I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, because you had shut that part of of you off. Well, yeah. So my senior year in high school when I was dating my ex there. Yeah, I definitely shut. Whatever I had started when I was 17, I started dating him when I was 18. And I just stopped all of that because mm -hmm. you don't want to have. I didn't want to know what the pleasure part of it was like only to see him and have it be the exact opposite, just pain and trauma. And, um, I was safer if I just didn't have a sexual nerve in my body. I was safer that way. Um, and then moving forward to our relationship there was the the christian community's idea of what porn was yeah. which was it's a sin yep or it's cheating yep 
or I mean, not or it is cheating. It is a sin. It's disgusting. It's whatever, whatever word you want to put there. That's negative. It was that. And if you want to be in a monogamy, you're assuming monogamy. If you want to be in a relationship with your husband or wife, you save yourself. So you don't have sex until you get married. And that includes masturbation and porn. Yep. So coming from that sexual abuse in my previous relationship, going into a Christian community and then starting a relationship with you, it was very like. Like that's just I'm, off the table. It, it's off the table, but also like where do I even fit in here? Like with mm. the theology here, if I, I have technically had sexual intercourse with somebody that I was not married to. I wasn't, I was manipulated into doing it, but like, where do I stand here? And anyway, the, the porn, like anytime I heard anyone in the church talking about porn, it was a porn problem, a porn addiction, a porn, uh, like cheating type of experience. And that would always be the, that would always be the premise of any, like coming from my perspective, any, uh, like manly get together, whether that be like a, you know, some sort of conference where it's just the guys that go out and, yeah. And you talk about, talk about the issues women and the issues that men have. Yeah. The biggest thing was always porn addiction that Mm -hmm. you're addicted to porn. And yes, that there is a scenario where you can be just like anything. You can overuse it and to an extent where it's not healthy anymore. Right. You're like obsessing over it and can't stop thinking about. Yeah. But in the context of the church, any relationship with porn, it was always, oh, well, you have a problem. Yeah. You have a problem and you are addicted to porn. And so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Have an accountability partner where you can reach out to in case, Mm -hmm. you know, you do stumble a little bit and end up watching something that you weren't supposed to or, or clicking on a link. thinking about it. Exactly. Like having imp- quote unquote impure, impure thoughts. Thought. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing that a lot. And, yeah. Um, but even still at this point, like I had never thought of seeking porn out. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure a lot of it came from, well, probably ignorance, just because nobody ever talked about it with me growing up. But then also, like, I didn't know if I searched for something, would I trigger myself unintentionally? Like, because see previous, something that would remind me of my own sexual trauma. Yeah. So it was just a lot of, yeah. well, it's, it's out there, it's away from me. And so, you know, if I don't need it, I, I'm safe. And then the church is telling me if I, well, it, and that's the thing. I never had a conversation in all of the, you know, like you have a group of people and it's, we're going to separate the guys and the girls in the church and, and we're going to talk to the guys about porn and we're going to talk to the women about being good housewives or okay. mothers and whatever. Yeah. Nobody ever said to me in a only girl group or only female group, Anything about porn. There was never anything about porn unless someone there was like, oh, my husband is struggling with his porn addiction yeah. again. Nobody ever said anything about, so ladies, 
you good Christian women, how many of you are watching that whatever porn? That, like, that BBC. Yeah, that BBC <laughs> that or that lesbian your... porn. Or, like nothing. <laughs> Nobody ever said anything to the women about that. Yeah. It was always like if someone was going to confide in you about their husband mm-hmm. or their boyfriend having an issue with a porn addiction. Yeah. It was like it was a hush-hush thing. Mm-hmm. Like as bad as if. As if they had cheated. They had actually yeah. cheated on you. Yeah. And and that was a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's. Man, it's so weird to think about it now yeah. on the on the other, other side, side I guess. Yeah. But um, it just felt the conversations that were meant, I'm sure, with good intentions to be healthy. They felt so cringy and unhealthy themselves. Like, I don't. Nobody wanted to ask the question. Like, well, why are you seeking out porn if it's you just need to fulfill an urge, then what's the problem with right. that? Like, and, and I mean, I don't know, not all Christian churches or uh, denominations yeah. feel the same way about like masturbation mm-hmm. being a sin as well. I, I, I'm not really um, educated enough on all of the different denominations, I guess, but can you really you don't have permission to touch your your own body mm-hmm. like that kind of blew my mind you're you're not even allowed to touch your own body mm-hmm. and that's i don't know if if god gave you that body like that i don't know is. i feel like masturbating is a great way to worship it <laughs> and appreciate it like, yeah. i don't know um and then, yeah, just being fed this stuff in the Christian community when you and I were dating it was porn isn't just something to be addicted to, but it's considered cheating on your spouse. Yeah. So if that was something that I I thought you were thinking about, that was, I should be concerned in some way, Mm -hmm. Um, which I didn't really fully understand. So. So even, even in that context, like porn was just not even thought about because it was like so taboo that you don't, it, it would be as bad as if, either of us were cheating on each other. So yeah. it just never happened. Yeah. At least while we were still in the church. Yes. So I guess fast forward. So now well, fast forward. Did, I don't know. Should I, I'm trying to make sure I get everything before we fast forward. Did, did I forget anything? No, that's, there? that was everything I think we know. We want to talk about. Um, so fast forward to December of 2021, right? When mm-hmm. we started you came to me and said, hey, I have been thinking about this fantasy of seeing you have sex with another dude. Yep. Um, and we were using toys in the bedroom and all this stuff. And and uh, even then, we still weren't doing anything with porn. We weren't watching porn at all. Yeah. Neither of us. Yep. Um, and I think as a beginning step to like explore this kink, explore this fantasy, the natural step would be, well, let's watch it. Mm -hmm. Let's see what that looks like. And so I think that's the first time that was the first time I had watched any porn was with you. Yeah. And like imagining, and again, probably back to when I first started masturbating, watching something and projecting 
the parts of it that I liked onto our life mm -hmm. was the appeal. That was what turned me on. It wasn't like sp specifically certain people or whatever, but it like, I can see us doing that and we can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to pause here though, real quick, because, um, just to highlight one tiny thing back when we were still in the church and then no longer part of the church, there was still this idea that porn was not okay because it would be as bad as if either of us had cheated on each other. Yeah. And I think you mentioned prior to us even like doing any of the porn stuff or even watching it, kind of going back to those nightmares that you had mentioned in the previous episode where like I would cheat on you. Yeah. You would have moments where you would think that I was watching porn by myself. And in my dreams, uh, oh, like dream because, or of, even because of that, yeah, just like the suspicion, yes, like yeah. a suspicion, just like this general suspicion that, yeah. So, I just, I just want to talk about that a little bit to have our listeners just understand like porn, which is not okay, like at all in our yeah. relationship. I feel like, um, one of the reasons why I probably had these dreams about you cheating on me was because of. I don't know. It seemed like it was always part of the conversation in our Christian community that you should always be, you know, on your toes looking out for things to make our relationship crumble and porn and cheating was one of them. Um, the idea of you cheating on me wasn't necessarily the sexual act itself. It was, uh, you're breaking a trust that we've built. Mm -hmm. There's there's an agreement and there's a safe place and there's certain expectations that the two of us have for each other. And that what broke my heart the most in, when I had those dreams was that agreement just mm -hmm. gone. It didn't matter. Like, I mean, and the the dreams that I had where, you know, you were fucking some other woman and i was like or oh no there was somewhere i you weren't even cheating you were just being a dick to me mm -hmm. at like in front of another woman you were like you were being a dick to me and then like really nice to her or flirty or you know whatever and then just like an inconsiderate douchebag to me and i'm like that's the part that hurt the most and i would wake up and i'd be like you're a dick and I'd be like, good morning, sweetie. I know. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah, and I was so... I would. What did I do? But the, the cheating had nothing to... Like, if you think about it, the cheating had nothing to do with the porn. Or, like, if you were watching porn, I, I would feel more betrayed that you were hiding it from me. Yeah. Not that you were watching it yeah, to I begin agree. with. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean... Anyway, sorry. So just to, just to emphasize, yeah. like porn was not okay at any point in our time in the church and even after we had deconstructed in 2020. Yeah, I'm sure we had all of the, I mean, at that point in 2020, we had been together for a long time mm -hmm. and any residual ideals that had been instilled in us during our time in the church, like mm -hmm. those don't just like float away, you right. know, there's... Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah. So, fast forward to the hot wife thing. Yes. We're talking about hot wife. We're doing our research, and and porn was part of that research. Yeah. And, and, and I want to just stop right there too, because 
for me, turning on like the porn switch again was very conflicting because this entire time mm-hmm. I was told this is not okay. Yep. And then also this is as bad as if we're cheating on each other. Yeah. And here is your wife sitting down with you exactly. and saying, here, let's watch this exactly. DP uh, <laughs> double penetration video yep. or whatever. Do you want to talk about, so you said you're turning the porn switch back on. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your experience with porn before? I'll do like a quick summary. I think during my deconstruction episode, I'll, okay. I'll talk about all those points in detail. But okay. as a general overview, uh, kind of going back to what I said the church had always assumed that porn was like a problem, that you were addicted to porn as if it were some sort of drug. Yeah. And as a teenager, like most adolescent boys, mm-hmm. you stumble across porn and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. And then there's that immediate guilt after you come that, oh, like, I'm just a terrible person. What, have, what did I just watch? And this endless cycle of wanting to seek out more sexual experiences through the porn that you watch, uh, getting the arousal, getting the fulfillment, and then feeling that guilt. Mm. It's always this like roller coaster of emotions every single time. Um, so being part of the church, at least growing up in my late teenage years, one of the big things was like, okay, well, make sure you have an accountability partner. Make sure you set up a system where you have things in place that prevent you from going stumbling back to porn Mm -hmm. falling like 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 it was this drug that i just couldn't get off of and as a quick caveat the biggest issue i have with this whole thing is that like mirage had mentioned at least in the christian context you can't think about other people in a lustful way you can't even touch yourself because it's a sin Mm -hmm. so here comes along an avenue of okay well i'm not technically having sex with someone i'm just pretending to or at least just enjoying just something to look forward to to you know it, it i look back and i wish someone had told me that no you don't have a problem you don't have a problem with porn. You're not addicted to porn. And that's like, like, you like pleasure. What like the hell am I supposed to do people. at this point? If I can't touch myself, if I can't think about people in a certain way, that, and I still have these needs, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, just be completely abstinent, celibate, have zero quote unquote impure thoughts at all as a teenage boy where hormones are just starting and you're just feeling like this repression of society and then on top of that the repression from the church oppression from the church and when you say repression like what i'm thinking is repression of your biology exactly like you can't not it you're asking i don't know it it just seems very illogical to me to Say like, oh, God created you, and you're, per- you know, you're a perfect creation, and blah blah blah. But the urge to feel pleasure or give yourself pleasure by through masturbation, and like you're appreciating the sexual organs that God blessed you with. Like, 
to say you can't do that, that type of repression is, I would say, abusive to an extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 I've seen it cause so much pain yeah. and so much like, I mean, the cheating thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, you just have a bunch of really sexually frustrated people walking mm -hmm. around that don't need to live like that. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. But. And, and you added a really good point. Like that's. It's your biology. Yeah. If you, if you're. You're ignoring a huge part of your needs. Yeah. And trying to use an avenue, if done in a healthy way, yes, is completely fine. Which the way to have a healthy relationship with porn is through education. Yeah. I didn't have anybody talk to me about I had no idea what a healthy relationship with porn or even a, a healthy sexual relationship with yourself looked like. Nobody ever said anything to me about it. Not my parents, not like the health teacher or the school nurse. No, nobody had ever said that to me. And then I'm walking into this Christian community and like the only healthy sexual relationship you can have is with someone of the opposite sex that you marry and it starts afterwards. So you have, say you get married at 22, you have 22 years prior to that of sexual repression yep. and fear. You're afraid of any impure thought that you have about sex, masturbation, whatever, porn. And then you get to your honeymoon and you're supposed to be, like, the best at it. Just, you know what I mean? It, yeah. doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. How can you – you don't know yourself at that. If you listen to all of those roles, you get to your honeymoon night with your husband or wife. Mm -hmm. And you're just supposed to know what to do. <laughs> Start rolling the cameras because you should be as good as porn uh, stars. Yeah, are you kidding? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I'm still learning what I like about myself mm -hmm. through masturbation. I'm 29 years old. We've been married for almost 11 years. Yep. Like, are, are you kidding me? And I don't know. But the education part of it, you need to know the information to know how to use porn in a healthy way, which is possible. I believe we're doing it. I agree. It, it, sorry if I'm going all ranty here. <laughs> it blows my mind when we start thinking about it and talking about it more. I think we'll have very interesting, like because we had talked about planning different episodes when we talk about our deconstruction stories. Yeah. I think that'll be great. And we can bring some of this up. I... Just a quick aside to the listeners, we would th this uh, this episode in particular. I would really appreciate feedback about what we're talking about. Like, mm -hmm. if you're comfortable sharing your experiences with porn, if you're um, a Christian or you were a Christian or you're part of another religious organized religion at all, I would love feedback on this because it's like I I feel like. James and I had a lot of healing that needed to be done to get to where we are now. To get to yeah. where we are right now and which where we are right now is we're making porn. Yeah. Like we were we were watching it together to figure out okay what about this scenario mm -hmm. is turning you on? Is that something that I could do and mm -hmm. I could visualize it? I could look at it and be like 
okay, yeah, I think I think that's hot. I, I would I would love for two dicks to be inside me at the same time. Or three. Or <laughs> you know, like let The slut awakens. The slut awakens. I love that. Um I I would love to you know, we're watching it and I would love to find porn individually that I think James would enjoy. For me to be able to send him a link during the day and be like, hey, I want you to watch this because I think you'll love it. It was like, it's a, I, we're using porn as a new way to love each other. Yeah. It's and that's something that's, I think, it's just unheard of. That's probably the most like taboo thing we could mm -hmm. say to like some of our prior Christian friends or people in the Christian community. Um, we're using it as a tool in a positive way to get closer to each other. I agree. And I have done a lot of healing by watching and making porn with my sexual trauma. And to be okay with my body and not like hate myself because I respond a certain way to a stimulus. That's that's been mind-boggling. It's it's changed everything for me because there were times where you and I would have sex prior to this years ago and something would trigger me like we would be doing something and I'm like I we have to stop yeah all of a sudden all of a sudden and yeah. I would have like this um intense physiological response that I was in 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 harm's way I was I was being threatened or like and I wasn't and through watching porn and making it and having that control over it, having a healthy relationship with it and understanding and being educated about the porn industry and um, sexually transmitted infections and diseases, like, I feel enlightened. I feel like I am empowered. And feel awakened. Yeah, and I, I like that I feel slutty sometimes. I like that I want to wear the clothes that I wear. I like that I have the breasts that I have and the ass that I have. And that and <laughs> the devil horns just came out of James here. Um, I love my body. And I've been able to perform with you and film it and watch it with you we i mean we watched our porn today and then had sex and it was a great flip yeah like highly um, recommend it that was actually <laughs> and then have sex with your significant other partner partners well it's just by yourself like i mean it's interesting because i've heard people say like oh yeah i'll take you know boudoir photography mm -hmm. shots for my my spouse or my boyfriend or my whoever and and it's like a way that, like, I'm thinking of you. Why not take it all the way then? Mm -hmm. Make porn together. Right. You don't have to post it on Pornhub, but make it together. It's fun. It's challenging sometimes. I mean, got to get those angles, right? But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been incredibly healing and enlightening. And, um, yeah, I like, I like that I'm... A member of the adult industry now. I like that other people can, I don't know, I hope like 
if I can make you come and make you think at the same time, like, that makes me really happy. If you can watch a video and you come because you enjoy what you're watching, but you can, like, listen to this podcast mm. or you can look at my social media or something and, like, oh, they, they have this dynamic. That's interesting. Like, maybe it's really different from what you're used to hearing about or whatever. I don't know. It's I'm extremely fulfilled. And I want to make more porn and I want to do more podcast episodes and make more friends yeah. and learn more about other people's dynamics with their partner or partners. Yeah. I, I want to highlight a couple of things that you mentioned and, and also come back to the timeline a little bit, just so that our listeners understand how things progress because we had that conversation back in December. Yes. Where in episode one, I talked about how I came out to you. I had this fantasy of watching you with another man. Mm -hmm. And at times I would think, I really want this to be more than just a fantasy. Like, mm -hmm. how can we pursue this? And in episode two, we had talked about all the starts and stops that we took to make that a possibility. And part of that process was watching porn together. Mm-hmm. And so now having more context about where both of us stood with our relationships with porn at the time to then, okay, let's do the whole porn thing together. Here's the switch, turn it on. For me, it was super scary because up until this point, I was told this is like a cheating thing. Mm -hmm. Mirage is going to leave me. Exactly. This is a problem. Right. Yep. And I knew, and I still know about you know, all the sexual trauma that you had prior to this point, I didn't want you to like see something that would trigger you or, mm -hmm. or even, okay, we're still, we're just starting this ENM journey. Yeah. Anything that would make you jealous. Like you see someone with, I don't know, a bigger ass than you, which yours is phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> but, but something where, you know, you would just, Get, regress or yeah something. yeah something where some jealousy would kick kick in yeah and i honestly think that's probably a huge threshold that most what we call vanilla couples now won't cross like watching porn watching together. porn together even individually um well i've heard some women say like I don't care if he watches porn. I just don't want to hear about it. Like they don't know yeah. it can't hurt them type of thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, it sounds like you kind of already have some things to work on. And yeah. I don't know. I like it can, it can be a group activity. It can be, <laughs> it can be a, a, a bonding experience. I don't know. I mean, even if we were starting our relationship, like we, if we hadn't been together for 11 years or say, you and I break up or something and I start dating someone else, I would ask them, what kind of porn do you watch? What do you, what do you like to watch? What turns you on? What like that? Those... It should be included in the conversations that you have with someone when you're exploring yeah. their sexual preferences. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've been able to watch porn with you and see you react to things that I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that James liked that. Yeah. Like the, the, the face that the, the cross-eyed face the cross -eyed, yeah. like stick your tongue out yeah. oh my god the stick is so big in my face or you know like 
It's such a small detail, but mm-hmm. then the next time we fuck, guess what face I'm making? And you're like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. And I, and I want to clarify too, like it's, we're not watching the porn so that we can mimic things or emulate things. Throughout our journey, as we've explored this new lifestyle that we're a part of, the porn has allowed us to have very detailed conversations about our wants and needs. Yeah. And it provided a visual way for us to dem- uh, talk about um, like trying what we prefer. Dynamic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Trying a dynamic. I mean, uh, to give a very clear example, like you, we did an anal scene together. Yep. And you tried this position that you learned from, from, watching. from watching porn. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is the best. I'm the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> My life sucks, actually. My <laughs> life is just terrible. We have such a terrible life. We have such life. a terrible life. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this actually works. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's it's not just the physicality of it. It's we've really gotten to explore, like, do you like this performer? Do you like that, that performer? Like, why? What do you like about them? And, yeah. Um, can we watch more scenes from them? I mean, I think at this point we've, we've watched enough. We have like porn star crushes that we both share too. Yes. Which and that's is, just really nice. That's, I love that. I, I do too. Um, oh, I had something. What was I going to say? Oh, and then like, so watching porn for the obvious reason, which is to come. Mm-hmm. Um, although sometimes we just watch it to like get the early on and then we yeah. go do the nasty. But, mm-hmm. um, to be able to sit down and and turn on porn and just be, like like it's Family Guy or something, mm-hmm. and some of the plots are cheesy. It's like we'll we'll sit here and like critique it or mm-hmm. or just be like, oh, that's so funny. Like yeah. you know, there's just certain. There's a lot of production value that you and I break apart now because of our backgrounds in yeah. the church and what we were what we used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. We had we have so much. Uh, so many skills that we learned from mm-hmm. volunteering in church that we now they come in handy. Yeah, I agree. Very handy. Yes, I can use my hands a lot. <laughs> um, but even even that, like, like I always would say, early on as we were watching porn together, we rarely even like masturbated together to while we watched it. That's it was true. just to sit down, and it was as if we're watching a TV show together. There wasn't any. There wasn't any interactive. No, no it was <laughs> just. Element. Yeah, it was just true. like a. Let's watch this from start to finish and talk about. And then debrief afterwards. Yeah, like literally. What did you like <laughs> about it? Uh, did you like the cheesy plot line or, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain angles or certain things or this performer's face? Like, we broke it down to more than just the. I just need to come. Yeah. It was like a. A whole start to finish. The set looks great. The production value was great on this mm-hmm. one versus like, I don't know, you had mentioned like uh, early on as you were in episode two when you were going through the starts and stops, you mentioned um, potentially seeking out a woman to have a sexual experience with so that it wouldn't feel like cheating. Mm. And part of that included watching porn by yourself. Yeah. So that you would. Again, just have that experience without actually doing something with someone. Yeah. Um, 
And one of the things we had mentioned, you're like, I just, I didn't like how squeaky they were. <laughs> they just were just not pleasurable to to listen to. Like if, if I could watch the whole thing on mute, that would have been better. Yeah. Um, I don't like the squeaky thing. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so we had started watching it. I, at what point, because I think our, our listeners are still curious about this. At what point were you like, I think I could do this. I think I can start, you know, creating social media pages and starting an OnlyFans. Like, yeah. how did you get from, okay, now we're watching porn together to, I think I want to make it. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I mean, we had made videos of ourselves doing certain things, mm -hmm. but just like for ourselves to watch, which we would very rarely revisit the videos afterwards. Like we never even touched it actually. Like it was just in my phone. Mm -hmm. Like I would scroll and be yep. like, there's our dog. We went to this place. Oh yeah. Remember <laughs> when we, Yep. but it wasn't, I don't know. I think when, when I started, mm, this is a good question. When I started wanting to like send you porn, like I wanted to watch and look for something that I was like, I I think James would love this. When I wanted to send you something and then like I would take a picture of myself and send it with that and like, I don't know, it was... Uh... I think for, for me, part of the intriguing value of having you start exploring making it yeah was stemmed from the hot wife kink for me mm -hmm. specifically like brad i wanted to see you in a sexual way with someone else at the same time i really really enjoyed um the compliments that you were getting when I placed that initial ad, uh, oh yeah, for to setting find up, another right to find a bowl, right? Yeah, where all of these guys are like, "Oh, you're just so beautiful and so hot, perfect ass," like whatever. I enjoyed that quite a bit, and back when we were still doing the hot wife thing, yeah, it was like, yeah, I know, it's my like, you know, you get to fantasize about my wife from a distance but i i get to have her i, I know it was just it, yeah. it felt very um very ego boosting for sure but in a selfish kind of way um, i don't think it's i just i enjoyed the the compliments and so i think i had mentioned to you and you also noticed the kinds of compliments that you were receiving mm -hmm. it further validated your sexual being just in itself where you were just like i never really thought of myself that way yeah and again going back to like what you had turned off entirely yeah to now visibly see okay yeah my husband tells me all the time like i look pretty i like how like whatever but like he I'm, has to say those right things. yeah and so now okay here are 30 50, 100 other people who, who want to fuck you. 
um, also saying the same things. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, like that's that's actually really sweet. Yeah. I mean, some of them were like super vulgar, and some of them were just dick pics. We talked about those in the previous oh, episodes. Yes, the dick pics. <laughs> but as a whole, you started getting a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. So I think I had brought up the idea of, well, what if we like make this a thing? Like, what if we start, you know. An OnlyFans for you or an Instagram where you just kind of start yeah. posting a little bit more risque. Yeah. And I think and... I started with my Instagram. You did. And I, well, I was shut down a couple of times, which I think is ridiculous because I wasn't nearly as uh, unclothed <laughs> as some of these other accounts that I'm seeing. But anyway, this is neither here nor there. I think I started with Instagram, and once I wasn't being removed from my content anymore, I just wanted it to be a space where I felt safe to be a sexy woman, to feel sexy, and not like because I just wanted compliments from everybody, but to just like be positive and put positive content out there for like, okay, I have small breasts I want to be encouraging of other women with small breasts they can be beautiful and I, I don't know I've been bullied for them my entire life uh, I don't know that's just that's another thing but to just have an outlet to like and the the photography part of it I really enjoy I like wearing lingerie I like you know making a scene or a composition and being the photographer and like editing photos and stuff like that. I like that whole process and it's, it's like a creation of mine and I put it out there and to get good feedback, it felt good. Not just because it's my body, but because I've worked hard to put that out there. And I got some pretty vulgar messages from people on Instagram, but a lot of really, really beautiful messages as well because it was positive energy. Yeah. Like, I'm loving myself. I'm loving the body that I have. And, I don't know, that speaks to people. It felt good. And so once you created that, right, there were there was a time once you had, like, a a good system set up where you had all the social media accounts your yeah. OnlyFans was already created and you started posting some content on there. Yeah. Do you remember the feeling that you got when you had your first couple of subscribers and then like maintaining that? Like, how did you, how did that make you feel? Like once you started seeing the feedback, uh, the messages, mm -hmm. the, at least the positive messages, we can, we can talk about the negative messages at, at some other point. But no, at least the, the positive. We don't have to talk about them either. <laughs> well, no, we can't at one point, but. The positive it's... comments that came in, right? Like how did, how did that feel for you just in general? from the immediate value and then the delayed value of this is improving my self-image. Yeah. You seeing yourself on the big screen, you know, getting railed by your husband, you're like, this is hot. Right? Like how did, how did you get from the, the new account to now feeling extremely comfortable in your skin? Cause I think our listeners are, are very curious about that. I think I mean, I was happy when I was getting subscribers. I think that any time someone subscribed, or or even if they didn't, if they just like 
said something nice in my DMs on Instagram or commented or whatever, like everywhere on my profiles, it says I'm married. It says I'm a married woman and that my husband and I are, well, I mean, at the time when we started in the hot wife setup. Mm-hmm. Anything, I don't know, it was all, it would always point back to us. Like, even if it's just a picture of me, like, it all started because of you were very brave to come to me and tell me that you want, you were interested in this type of thing. And, um, to think that I was going to be any good, I think that was a different thing. I mean, I know that I can please you because we've been together for 11 years and, uh, we've had a lot of time to practice and learn about each other, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to please everybody in the world and to put something out there into the universe and someone message me and say, thank you. I mean, there right at the beginning, actually, there was a man that I met on Instagram who was doing boudoir photography himself. Mm. And his um objective was to have a, another like put out positive male sexual energy kind of to not rebel against but like break the unhealthy relationship he had with sex and his own body when he was a part of the Christian community and so we we talked for a while and he subscribed and liked my videos on OnlyFans and stuff like that but meeting so many just beautiful souls online saying like you're beautiful for the person that you are i mean not i know this is different than porn but like we're people yeah. like people who make adult content are people mm-hmm. and they're doing it because they want to and they want to please people and they like pleasure and this is i don't know like not to say that you don't have issues sometimes, but like, I don't know. I I loved meeting these people and hearing their stories and then saying like, my husband and I do this together and he's encouraging and supportive and he loves me and he loves my body and he wants to share it with other people. And I'm learning that I do too. And, and that, I don't know, porn can be healing. Having a, a healthy relationship with sex can be healing i felt like i was helping people heal and healing myself in the process the happiest i think i was was when i got my first renewal Mm. on OnlyFans. like somebody subscribed and then they renewed Mm. their subscription like they they saw what they wanted to see but like they saw something where they were like i want to stick with this girl that made me feel really good because it wasn't about the, oh, I just need to go online and find something so I can come. They, like, care about me more than that. They want to support me. And um, that felt really good. And I that first renewal, I still have that first renewal. It's amazing. And it's been, oh, my gosh. I started in February. So it's been, oh, my gosh, math. Eight months. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Six months. Six months. 
Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. Anyway, the, like for them to keep coming back for more and they message me and if they don't hear from me for a while, they're not like, bitch, where's my new video? <laughs> they're like, are you feeling okay? We haven't heard from you in a while. Is everything going okay? Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's really sweet, you know, and... I am I, I am just continuously learning that it's not a super unhealthy cheating like it's not a world that the devil rules and you know it like it's just a place for pleasure to happen and and a lot of different types of pleasure with a lot of different types of people and dynamics and there's something for everybody you know and I think I'll, I I want to wrap it up with that like now, the relationship that we have with porn now is so good. I think one of the things I told you the other day was I really enjoy the behind the scenes, uh, like footage that we see on some of the, the major porn sites. Um, because it looks like the entire team is just having such a blast. The performers, production, yeah. lighting, like it's such a, it's such a, uh, their team. It's such a, big high valley production mm. that looks like a really fun dynamic to be a part of and i think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why we're looking to make more content and even you know get queen mirage launched the brand queen mirage launched and maybe um, plugged into one of these major correct yeah yeah Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good place to wrap up. I don't know how long we've been doing this episode, but yeah. If if you have questions or, I like I said, I would love feedback on this. Um, like specifically, I would. I'm, I'm sure you would too. But um, yeah, thank you for listening and, and learning with us. Um, thank you for your patience because we've been away for a little while just trying to figure out our lives with moving and me being sick and yeah we'll make more episodes and we'll talk to you later you want to do the outro oh is there an outro mm -hmm. like just the emails yeah oh yeah you can email <laughs> you can email us at mirage at sextracurricular.com or james at sextracurricular.com that's extracurricular with an S in the front. Look at that. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> See you next time. Bye, everybody.